Hello, and welcome to the Grand Hill Chronicles podcast. I am Don Bishop, author of the Grand Hill Chronicles, and as the episode title indicates, this is a discussion episode. About this episode, today's conversation is an audio extract recorded from a Twitch live stream video on April 14th, 2020, in which my cousin Sam Bishop and I have a brainstorming exercise and explore hypotheticals. This episode may include some spoilers for the story, but nothing too pivotal. Because this is a world-building chat exploring some of the rules governing the magic found in the Grendhill Chronicles, we discuss other works of fiction as sources for inspiration. Therefore, this episode does actually include some spoilers for Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn series. It's nothing plot-wise, but I do reveal some details of his world-building that are not known by the main character at the beginning so it is part of the discovery process throughout the first book. Spoiler disclaimer delivered, and to quote Teresa Johnston from the Watt Pod Through podcast, you have been warned. You should look them up, by the way, especially if you read the Wheel of Time series. It's really fun to listen to their discussions. It's W-O-T-P-O-D-T-H-R-U for Wheel of Time podcast read-through. And you can find that wherever you get your podcasts. That business taken care of, Please enjoy listening to our discussion right after this message from our sponsor. Are you stuck at home, bored, hiding from the coronavirus? Do all those reruns of Kitchen Nightmares and Hoarders have you feeling sick to your stomach? Well, you can find something that will put your mind at ease by catching Julianne, aka Werecat, streaming most weekdays at either 8am to noon central or from 8pm central to late on twitch.tv slash werecat. Come show some love as she fights her way up the ranks of the worldwide gaming phenomenon League of Legends with her unique happy-go-lucky attitude. You can even jump in on the chat and give her your hot takes as the action unfolds. Not in a chatty mood? Feel free to kick back and relax as her bubbly commentary provides a fun backdrop against some of the coolest video game action on the web. Want to be kept up to date on all things Werecat related? That's easy. Just follow the link on her page and crawl on into her Discord server called The Cat Cave. Share memes, jokes, stories, and voice chat with some of the coolest cats around. In addition to League of Legends, she may also be playing Jackbox games, stream marble racing, battle block theater, and many more. Do you have a request for a game she should play? Be sure to leave your recommendations in the chat and you may see one of your favorite games being featured in the future. Come on by to twitch.tv slash werecat. That's twitch.tv slash w-h-e-r-e-c-a-t. We look forward to seeing you there.
So I think we're talking about interesting stuff today. We were going to talk about Aton's uniqueness, and we were going to discuss possible story settings, locations. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Uh, so today we're talking about Aton's uniqueness. Aton is maybe the main character. Um, he and his siblings, and we don't know it yet, another friend they're going to meet are kind of our six principal characters in the story. Um, for anybody joining us for the first time, Aton's family, uh, he's, he's a prince in the country called Grendhill, and his family for generations has been born with a weapon materializing in their hands as soon as they're born. Weapon is yanked away, hidden on another world until they're old enough to handle it. And in the meanwhile, they'll train on that type of weapon. And it's it's tied to the throne. It's only the children born to the king and queen of the Ferella house, of the Ferella line. So Aton's dad is a swordsman. His brother, he he's one of quintuplets. He has four siblings all the same age as him. And... There's a brother with a sword, there's a sister with a bow, there's a sister with a hammer, a brother with an axe, and Aton himself has nothing. Uh, so we mentioned in our previous discussion that Aton is going to be somewhat unique. There's something called sages, and sages are able to control these platforms that travel people between worlds, and sages have a few other abilities as well. They're able to use certain artifacts, uh, possibly for healing, possibly uh, for starting a fire, for different things. Uh, they also can be, they can, they can kind of see impressions of what somebody's personality will be at the point of birth. Now, uh, there's, there's some connection between the sages and the Ferellas, but they're not the same thing. The Ferellas are not sages. They don't have those abilities that the sages have. The Ferellas instead are born with weapons. They grow up, they protect the kingdom. These weapons never rust or break. Now, Aton is born without a weapon. And if you read on the website, on thorn.link, it's kind of their segment by segment. You can read it. And if you read it in one of our more recent posts, actually, in our most recent or the one no 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 actually it's not there yet so you're getting a sneak peek it's not live yet where anyone can read but Aton is going to realize that he has some ability to use these platforms it's not going to be the same exact interaction that the sages have but he is going to have some special connection with these platforms i also feel like Aton should have some other special abilities and i just kind of want to codify it so that we have you know so that as i write this story i can be consistent with myself and i'm not like creating new abilities that don't make any sense in the context of the larger story so sam i mentioned this to you that we were going to talk about about aton's possible abilities and what we might have i told you i had an idea i don't know if you thought of anything since yesterday yeah I thought of something. Okay. What do you have? So, in order for him to discover that he does have sage-like abilities, I was thinking a good way for him to figure that out is that he has a dream where he goes to a library 
and this could be a library on a different world even and there's a certain type of archive that only sages can use that only they can talk into and get information from and so in his dream he sees that he's a uh, going to this library, he's able to talk into it and find answers. So, he goes and tries that, and that's how he learns that he has some special sage-like abilities. Okay, yeah. Um, which On which network are you picturing this library being? Does it matter? Uh, well, it's a good question. It... Maybe it'll have to be on the the world where these children were born. I, what was that world's name again? Tasala. Tasala. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a good question. Or maybe he could say he could go to the sage and say, "Hey, look, could you take me to this one world because I had a dream that this place had." Uh, certain archives that would be able to help us. Yeah, that would be interesting. So like what I have written so far, he just kind of mopes around, you know, they have a Royal library and he spends some time there and he does some reading there. But I like the idea of this, this um, special archive, maybe the archive and like on another world too, would be interesting. Uh huh. Maybe the archive could look like a giant sphere. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Like, at least the the electronic aspect of it. Now, obviously, these libraries have books, too, you know, that anyone could look at. Uh-huh. Um, just kind of a little thing for all of our viewer out there in the internet, or any potential listener for the podcast. I like, for this stuff, because it, it's a fantasy story, I, I like magic that we could potentially explain away as like super advanced technology and that's why sam is mentioning like the electronic aspect of the library so an archive whether it's magical or it has a hard drive somewhere inside it you don't know the difference if your interface is just talking to it you know and there's no it's it's a it's a black box as, as you would say you don't need to know how it works inside you just need to know how you can interact with it in order to get what you need from it now as far as like these sage-like abilities, maybe we could bridge it somehow between the Ferella's gift and the sage's gift. So the sages are able to use these old artifacts. The Ferellas are born with special artifacts of a certain type. The sages are able to read impressions at the point of birth. And actually, my thought the other day was maybe some form of telepathy. And and not like not like straight up carry on a conversation mentally, but perhaps some type of telepathy or telepathy where you know, just like a sage can read an impression. Well, it's just totally different kind of because the sage isn't reading the baby's thoughts. Still, still, I don't know. What do you think? Is it, is it too much? Is it, is it too inexpensive for Aton to have some kind of Telepathy or mind reading or or maybe just being a tele tel empath. Huh. I don't know. And maybe it could be just with his siblings. I don't know. 
And I, I mentioned the other day, uh, last week, I think, that maybe he he has some connection to the all the Ferella weapons that he could hone in on them if he's on the same world. Well, maybe we should just kind of have a wet ink exercise and like we're just going to spit things out. We don't care how stupid they are and then we'll we'll sort out afterwards what is dumb and what we like. So like he could be a telepath, he could he could be a mind reader which is different. He could be he could ha- he could be a pyrokinetic. It's kind of a misnomer because the telepart means it's out of your mind and kinetic means moving. And so fire moving, pyrokinetic would be fire moving, but when people say pyrokinetic, they're thinking about fire starting with your mind. Anyway, whatever. And before I talked about maybe these precise, very precise movements such that he could uh, create friction between air molecules and and in essence throw lightning. And I already said I, I don't really like that, but what do you have? What ink? Spit it out. Uh, well, okay, I, <laughs> I'm sure we could think of a lot of ideas. I'm just not sure um, if they would sound too good. So, but uh, let's see. What could I think? Uh, we talked about freezing, controlling the weather, the gift of healing. That one sounded more reasonable. He could also read the weather as opposed to controlling. Okay, yeah. How can we bridge between... The Sageman's gift and the Ferella's gift, where the Ferellas specifically have weapons, and it's supposed to be so they can defend their country. How can Aton kind of be the bridge between that, where he was born without a weapon, but... Well, maybe... Just for the sake of wet ink, there's flight. It's an idea that exists. I don't think we'll use it. Go ahead. Maybe Riedel hadn't had any children, and so somehow Destiny had it that uh, Aton was given this gift. What, so that he actually is a sage, even though he's not a child of a sage? Yeah. Okay, what else? There's there's communication with animals, there's mind control, which is going back to the theme of telepath or mind reader, but it's it's another separate ability. What about leaning on other fantasy? So if you've read, or if, you know, all of our viewer out there in the internet, if you've read by Brandon Sanderson, the um, Mistborn books. There are people who, you know, they'll mix up little vials with a certain type of metal in it, and depending on what kind of metal it is, they drink the vial, and then they they have the ability to burn that metal within themselves, and it gives them an ability for as long as that metal lasts. And most people only have one ability, but some people have all of them. Whether, you know, at the beginning of the series... They think there are eight. Then later we learn that there are ten. So there's iron pulling and steel pushing where you can pull iron objects towards you or you can push... uh, Sorry, no. Nope, that's not how it is. You're burning iron and you can push metal away or pull. you can pull metal towards you. When you're burning steel, you can push metal away. When you're burning tin, you're really strong. When you're burning copper, I I don't remember. So there's strong, there was speed, that was probably copper right there. Then there was... There were a couple of metals that were invented for this book and and one of them when you burn it you you can see a little bit into the future and so it makes you formidable in a match because you you know what your opponent's going to do and you can counter them before they do it and then there's another one where if you burn it it's useless by itself but it makes it look like you could go all these different ways so the people who are burning the metal that can see a little bit in the future 
they no longer have the advantage because you could go like every which way and they don't know. There's another ability within these same books where when you're touching certain metals, you can store certain abilities. And these metals don't grant you abilities, but you can store your own natural abilities and then use them later, as long as you're in contact with these metal items. And so people with these abilities wear rings and earrings and nose rings and, and whatnot uh, so that they have contact with different types of metal. So this one guy, he'll walk around slow and stupid and weak for a while because he's storing up his speed and his strength and his intelligence so that when he really needs it, man, you don't mess with him. Okay, so coming back, uh, if we lean on other fantasy authors not to steal their stories, what else is possible as far as ideas? There's super strength, there's super speed. Shape-shifting. Shape-shifting, yep. I think that's left field for this story, but yeah. There's throwing your voice. That's not exactly a superpower, but eh. There's illusion. Not not the same as shape-shifting, but akin to it. Now for this. So if Aton's abilities could be explained in terms of sci-fi, and if, if the sage's abilities could be turned, and the Pharrell's abilities can be turned can be explained in terms of sci-fi. I am imagining nanobots running the show, uh, where nanobots have a link uh, for the sages. Nanobots have a link with the sage's mind, and these nanobots can can reach out. And in the case of of reading a baby's personality, because there is a large portion of personality that's genetic, so nanobots could read the baby's genes and deliver an idea, an impression to the sage's mind of what this person is going to be like when they grow up. For the Pharrellas, these nanobots assemble the weapon upon birth, and they grant, they, they make sure the body, they don't transform the occupant's body, but they make sure it's working well. And so the Pharrellas are fast and strong, but not supernaturally, just uh, superlatively. They're the best of what human bo- uh, human body could do. Now, Aton didn't get the weapon, so if we're explaining this by nanobots, what could they do? They could go and read the electrical impulses in somebody else's mind. So I could see uh, I could see something of a you know what a, I think that works really well with telepathy. Not reading minds, but reading emotions, because that's a lot easier to read. You don't have to go in and and get particulars. But these exploring nanobots reaching out and gaining communication from the world around him could read an accelerated pulse or elevated dopamine levels or whatever, you know? Okay. So he could read somebody's mood. Uh, He can't control it. He, He can't influence it, but he can read it. Maybe mind to some extent. I think I like this honing in on weapons uh, because they were created by the nanobots and they're distinct. You know, they're they're very durable. They don't ever break or rust. And so it'd be easy for these these imaginary nanobots to pick up on. But, you know, okay, I think I might include that. Um, Pyrokinetics, I think, is a little bit much because it's supposed to be like low-key magic. I mean, we could explain it if these... If this ability to reach out and, and could start little sparks, I don't know, though. I don't think I like it. Freezing or throwing lightning, I'm not seeing. Weather, he could, I think he could read the weather. Now, you know, one possibility we could do is that 
as he they travel to new worlds, uh, they gain new abilities Ooh. from the uh, the libraries or technological places there. They learn to do new things. Wow. <laughs> that is uh, a very interesting idea. And that could... Um, wow. So, like, if if they visit these these certain sites and you know different worlds have different not not ethers different um auras on them okay and so i could even see sages gaining different abilities from different worlds and then it manifests differently for the forellas but they don't know that because they haven't traveled enough to to these other worlds and so they learn it maybe that's only on the red branch of worlds Jumping back to this this list that we generated and going through it, healing perhaps accelerate natural healing, but not uh, not on the level of of like Wolverine, you know, maybe double it. So where it normally takes a week to heal a cut, now it takes three and a half days. Uh, so maybe maybe flight, uh, I'm gonna say no. Communication with animals, I'm gonna say no. Although animals have moods, but it's gonna have to be like mammalian because right? otherwise it's it's too alien. Maybe avian. Maybe, well, I mean, I can read the mood of a bird because they're, they're so transparent. You can see their moods. Uh, mind control, I'm going to say no. Super strength, no. Super speed, no. Although, you know, he's the, the Pharrellas in general. They're quick and they're strong, but it's not superhuman. Shape-shifting, no. Throwing your voice, dumb. <laughs> Illusion, no, no. I think we've got a good... Now, when visiting different libraries... So like, yeah, okay, this list that we just went through, you know, maybe maybe visiting these different worlds and these different sites, his, his abilities grow, and his siblings also. Maybe there's even a, a site uh, for manufacturing, I don't know, because that's just too cliche, like, there's this... There's just one library that will actually manufacture physical objects. Now Aton has a weapon of his own, just like all of his other siblings and his dad and his uncles. And no, I think it's too cliche. Maybe I'll change my mind later. We'll see. So I think that's enough of that for now. Do you have anything else right now before we move on to locales? No. That's it. Our discussion did continue, but we went on to other topics, and I'm cutting that into another episode of the podcast because I don't want these episodes to be too long. I'm thinking that you as a listener probably aren't going to dedicate that much time for a single episode. So you can look forward to the rest of our discussion in another episode in the future. The Grand Hill Chronicles podcast is brought to you by my Patreon subscribers, so I would like to thank Carolyn Bishop and Poster Number X for their patronage. If you enjoyed listening to our world building, you can also become a patron and support this project by going to patreon.com slash grandhillcron and becoming a subscriber. That's G-R-E-N-D-H-I-L-L-C-H-R-O-N, short for Grandhill Chronicles. Before I go, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, rate us on Apple Podcasts to make it easier for other listeners to find us, or on YouTube, subscribe and ring the bell to get notification of future updates. Of course, you can always tweet at me or follow my Instagram or the Facebook page. Just search Grendhill Cron wherever you are on social media. All these things will help this project gain visibility so others can find us. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next time on the Grendhill Chronicles podcast.